Hello, 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 listeners. Welcome to Stories of the Norse. I'm your host, Einar, and here we introduce the third episode of this triad that we've been doing. But before we start, I'd like to thank you guys. I um, have had a very chaotic last few weeks and did not expect to be doing this podcast again. Someone reached out to me via email and gave me a boost of confidence that I needed to keep going. So, thank you. Now, as I was saying, we continue on with this triad of beginning events. Um, Beginning, launching point, uh, starting point of Norse mythology. It's where we get a little bit of base knowledge of the world itself, and then we continue on with what's going on in it, what's, what's been living in the world, such as stories of gods, myths, tales, legends, that come after these beginning events. In this episode, we are going to be focusing on the war between the two tribes of the gods, the Aesir and the Vanir. We will be talking about what led up to it, what came of it, what came after it, and so on and so forth. Now, please keep in mind that this episode is on a topic that I can't find very much about. See, there is so much knowledge about all of the other myths that come after and the creation tale. Oh, that's another thing I'd like to point out, which, sorry for sidelining, but someone pointed out to me that in some myths, it's said that you can see some of the um, beasts that live in Yggdrasil in the constellations. Thank you for pointing that out. That is a very interesting thing that I, I personally didn't catch when I was researching. But now that I, now that I think about it, it's, it's very common in many mythologies to have constellations of great figures, beasts, um, legends. And I, I find it very interesting that the Norse people saw in the sky these creatures that they believed were in this tree that was holding their realm. It's, it's almost as if they could see into the tree. Now that we're back off that little tangent, I nearly forgot what I was saying. That's right, that's right, that's right. I don't have much information on this topic, and I would like to request that if you have any more information on it, or any corrections, any um, any concerns, questions, comments, or concerns, please email me at einarspeaks at gmail.com, or at my Instagram, Stories of the Norse Podcast. That is one word, Stories of the Norse Podcast. Now, we begin with what led up to this war. We've already gone over the creation tale, the multiple realms, and who lives in these multiple realms. So we know that the Aesir, the war gods, have lived in Asgard for some time now. The Vanir, also known as the nature gods, have lived in Vanaheim for the same considerable amount of time. Now, these two groups were very... Hmm... Mistrusting. Not mistrusting. Very hesitant to trust. 
I'm not sure if those are the same meaning, but you get the gist. They did not trust each other for, well, who knows how long. And so, relations were rocky. Although, they may have not trusted one another, they did respect one another. That is a very common thing in Norse mythology where, even if it's two people very strongly disliking each other, they still must respect one another in certain aspects. This is in guest rights, in power, in someone's position of power. And so, these two clans that did not trust each other, respecting one another, decided to make visits to one another here and there. One day, the Aesir had a visitor. Her name was Gulveg. Gulveg was a witch as well as a friend of the Vanir. It is rumored in some myths that she was a Jotun, in others that she may have been an offspring of the Vanir and humans, but in all myths she is a witch. Now, when she came to Asgard, she entered in the Hall of Odin. When there, she started going off about how, Oh, I love gold so much, and I love riches so much. I'm a very posh person. I'm, I'm very wealthy, very, very loving of gold and glittering things. Now, this was a very good way to push the Aesir's buttons. The Aesir were very hardy, very, mm, not resentful, but to say the least, they worked for what they had. And so, to hear somebody so nonchalantly come in and say, Oh, I love gold and I love, I love all these things because I'm so vain and so beautiful and blah, 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 push their buttons. And as gods often do when they're annoyed or... Uh, well, having their buttons pushed, they acted very rash. In such actions, very bad outcomes came of it. They threw axes, spears, swords, blades, all they could at her. And then after that, they burned her. But... As they finished up burning her, she walked out of the flames, perfectly unharmed, not a scratch on her. And so, they decided to do it again. They threw her into the fire, and yet again, she came out without a scratch. And so, one final third time, they threw her into the fire, and... You guessed it, not a scratch on her. Now, in some myths... People say she was killed, but she was reborn, a new, but even more so powerful witch. In others, it just says she used some sort of sedir or magic um, to keep herself from being unscathed, or to keep herself unscathed. So the gods got bored, and, well, not being able to kill her, didn't know what to do. So, she wandered the halls of Asgard, commenting on how, oh, the sparkle of that gold is just so beautiful, or, 
Oh, the crown jewels of this world are so very glistening and pretty, blah, 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 blah. You get the gist. Later on, the Vanir heard what, have ha what, have ha what had happened to their friend Gulveg and became enraged at what happened, and so prepared to attack. Odin saw this sitting in his high seat in Asgard, and prepared to defend his home. And as such a battle began, and raged on, and on, and on, and on, and on, because the thing about gods is that even though some may be stronger than others, a war between two clans most likely won't have an ending. And as it went on and on and on, the gods finally realized there will be no victors nor losers, just endless war. So they made a truce. A swapping of hostages was to become common. These hostages would live with their opposite tribe almost as if they were honorary members of such tribes. The Vanir sent the god Njord, accompanied by Freya, Freya's twin sister. Ah, wait, 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 I misread that wrong, sorry. They sent Njord, the god of shores and ships, Frey, the god of summer, changing seasons, wealth and bounty, son of Njord, as well as accompanied by Freya, Frey's twin sister, goddess of war, Sethir, birth, gold and bounty, as well as Kavasir, god of wisdom, poetry, writing, speech, and other arts, born from the spit of the gods. All four of these gods ended up staying and were welcomed with open arms by the Aesir, although only two were meant to stay. These two were going to be Njord and Frey, but things often happen and all four stayed. The Aesir sent Honir, Honir was a very strong god, as well as Mimir, the wise Jotun god. These two gods were very great friends, almost as close as brothers. They often spoke together and provided wisdom and strength to the Vanir. Things went on like this for a while, and peace became an amazing thing in the realms. One day, Mimir left. In leaving, Honir became silent. The Vanir were enraged and outraged by this, this cheating, this, well, this, as they felt stupid trade. And so, when Mimir finally came back to the Vanir, they chopped off his head and sent it to Odin. Now, when Odin received this head, he wept. Mimir was one of his, his closest friends, his, his greatest companions. But he didn't act rashly. He calmly casted magic upon the head carved runes into it, and then brought it to a spring at the base of Yggdrasil. 
when it was placed into this well, it soaked up the water and sprouted back to life. Although... At what cost? Mimir became so wise and so... so very... smart and sightful as to the comings, goings, past, present, future, and being of Yggdrasil. But what could he do with it? You see, if Mimir left the spring, he would no longer live. But if he stayed in the spring, nothing could be done with this knowledge. And so he became a barterer of sorts. We'll talk about that a bit later, but... An interesting topic about this head is that the water from the spring came pouring out of orifices in Mimir's head. He wept the water. Water came out of his ears, out of his pores, out of his mouth. It's a very gruesome yet interesting way of keeping alive. Now, after placing Mimir's head in this well, Odin grew solemn. Before this, it's like, it's, it's, people like to believe that Odin was a very hearty and kind young man. Not saying he wasn't kind after this, but he was a very light-hearted young man. But he finally grew out of that sort of thing. And he vowed to gain knowledge to avoid such conflicts in the future. He went on a sort of quest to attain such knowledge. And that is what we be, what we will be talking about in the next in the next episode. Wow, I cannot talk today. <laughs> now that we've gotten through that, a very very short story compared to the other ones, but still filled with much to talk about. Um, well, the thing I'd like to begin with is the two tribes themselves. Now, it's almost like... Well, let's, let's bring it back to the creation tale. Ymir and the sons of... I have to find his name again. The sons of Buri. No, the sons of Bor. Sorry, the sons of the sons of Bor. These three sons and this great giant were all from the world they came from. They 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 in a sense of how different they were, they were still very similar in that they came from well nothing. Well, Almost nothing, but they were similar, and yet they hated one another. For what reason? It's not that the Vanir and the Aesir hated each other, it's just that they were very different. They, the Vanir were very, well, wild and, and free. They created civilizations and creatures. They made worlds that were filled with 
natural beauty and light, and the Aesir were wise, and, well, the Aesir didn't create, in a sense. Yes, Odin is the all-father and created man, but it's more creation from their actions. Creation from chaos, as I like to say. It's, it's, I'm always going to bring it back to that. Creation from chaos, because that's how it is. Anyway, they were very different, and as such, they didn't trust one another. It's, it's often that we find in multiple cultures and multi multiple myths that differences, differences are what divide us, which, well, in the time of this recording, I'm not going to get very into this topic because I don't like to bring politics into this, but it, it's, it's even more apparent in, in today's society that differences make us, well, separate in some cases, and it's a shame. I, I, as, as, well, someone who watches the world around him, I, I wish that we could all understand that. <laughs> my apologies, my, my, my little cat would like to make an appearance, but <laughs> she can't quite get in. Anyway, um, no, it's just, it's... In some cases, our differences should bring us closer together. But enough of that topic. They they fought because of their differences, and as such, they, they made a long and, well, pointless war. Now, the trading of the hostages. The Aesir welcomed them with open arms, and so did the Vanir, but... Oh... If you could hear that, those meows in the background, that is my little cat. I, I will be right back to go grab her. Yes, yes, I'm coming, I'm coming. Shh. Yes. Oh, here we are. Thank you for taking that little break for a moment. I have my cat in my lap at the moment who wanted to say hi to my friends. Would you like to say hi? No? <laughs> Where was I? Um, the, the swapping of the hostages. Both tribes welcomed their hostages with open arms, treating them as well honorary guests of the tribes, as I said. But it's, it's in the sense that Yet again, the differences drove them apart. Honir and Mimir were inseparable. These two were very wise and... What are you doing? I... <laughs> they, were, they were inseparable. They were brothers. They, um... Well, they were, they were a set. But when that set was broken... Honir became very silent and that, that made the Vanir angry because they felt cheated because the Aesir didn't mention such things would happen. But it's, 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 it, it yet again shows that gods can sometimes be very quick in both 
their emotions, their thinking, their judgment in most myths. Uh, there are some gods who are slow and wise, and yes, that's acknowledging that, but it's... it's it... How do I say this? In myths... Very... A lot happens very quickly because there's a lesson to be learnt in what happens. This lesson that we learn here is that, well, yet again, our differences should bring us together, not divide us. But any, anyway, anyway, the, uh, the hostages swapping didn't go very well. And someone got hurt. Mimir was hurt. Killed. The other four gods that were living with the Aesir, well, they were treated almost as Aesir gods. Uh, Freya has her own her own uh, hall in Vanaheim. Frey became a traveling god. Njord was, well, in later myths, he is an Aesir. He was treated as such and... Well, there's another funny thing that happens, but we won't get to that till later. <laughs> that seems to also be a common, a common topic. Later, always later. Later will come. Later will come, my friends. Quite quick, quite, quite faster than these last episodes. But I need to pick up pace, and I need to get a schedule together. Anyway, anyway, the. Uh, Mimir got hurt, and, well, Odin, Odin, what are you doing? <laughs> oh. That, I, that's ironic of sorts. Uh, Freya was also the goddess of cats. Just a snippet, a snippet of, uh, a little tidbit, little tidbit, not snippet. That's a little tidbit. What are you doing? <laughs> oh? <laughs> yeah? I have to edit this out, but I probably won't. Because this is adorable, and you all can deal with this for a little bit. Cats are adorable. Anyway, anyway! Um, Odin decided not to be rash. He decided to be slow, wise, and decisive. And made a quick decision, yes, but a wise decision. He brought Mimir back to life and created another path in his chaos. That, that, is, that, that brings it back to the topic. Ca creation in chaos is so common. In not just Norse mythology, but often in many, many, many mythologies, such as in Greek mythology, Kronos was the chaos that created the order of the Greek mythology. He birthed these many gods who then slayed him because of his evil doings and created this world. I'm probably going to make a series on that because, as we all know, myths end at some point. But, chaos and its creation, as well as the creation leading to chaos. There is the creation of Mimir that leads to chaos, as well as the 
the creation of the two tribes that leads to the chaos that was the war. Next up is um, Odin's sort of vow to gain knowledge. Um, this is another piece of chaos that creates another path. My apologies, I shouldn't crack my knuckles. But this, this chaos leads him down a path that he follows and determines his fate. Fate is another common thing in Norse mythology. Um, they also, they, they often called destiny, um, de destiny as well as fate, soul, uh, soul as in, not the sun, but as in inner soul. They, they often refer to it as a weird or a weird. It's a, um, it's a path. In Norse mythology, we all tread a path that leads us to a destiny. Although, that's, that's another thing about destiny in mythology. There was a debate I had a while back in a class where we conversed about whether or not having a, f having a set fate still allows us to have free will. We, we used um, the Odyssey, or... No, 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 no. We used Achilles. Achilles knew when he went to Troy that he was going to die if he killed Hector. But he did so anyways because he chose to. It's often the fact that our choices in mythology lead us to our destiny, even if we try to avoid it. It's often those times that we avoid it that lead us rather than those we welcome it that don't. It's, it's such as Orpheus and Eurydice. It's, it's such a common topic, you guys. It's like... There are so many things that will be set in stone about mythology. And, well... We're here in this podcast to follow it. I actually will probably make the next episode not about a story, but discussing these topics. And, well, connecting all of these topics together. But, again, later. That is for a later episode. For now, I have to, well, give my cat attention. <laughs> as well as edit this... Um, complete this episode, but really, all in all, I'm a chaotic little podcast. I'm very sporadic with how I do my episodes. I apologize way too much, as many of you have said, and I'm, I'm working on that. Believe me, I am working on that, but I hope that you guys stay and... What are you doing? <laughs> My, my cat is crawling around my setup at the moment. I hope it doesn't interfere with it too much, and I hope that doesn't bother you guys, because, well, you're just going to be a little guest on our podcast here and there, aren't you? Yes? <laughs> um, thank you, guys. Thank you for following along this podcast. Thank you for sticking with me through my... Through, can't say my struggles, because my struggles aren't very, 
Well, I, I, uh, how do I say this? I am doing a lot wrong, but that's okay. Because I'm learning, and that's what counts. Thank you guys for learning with me, and thank you for listening to the third episode of Stories of the Norse. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, afternoon, night, day, whenever you listen to this. Safe travels, and, well, keep yourself safe with this whole COVID-19 thing going around. We can't keep ourselves safe enough. Just wear your masks, social distance, wash your hands, and just be smart. I love you guys. Really. Uh, You guys are the reason I do this. Thank you. And, uh, well, have a good one.